Welcome to My Heart Songs podcast number 108. When I've discussed authenticity in the past on these podcasts, I have offered the notion that for me it is comprised of three essential elements. Honesty with self and others. Emotional fluency, meaning I have a clue about my feelings and can express them to others in nonviolent and non-destructive ways. And finally, that I walk my talk. My outer life is congruent with the values I hold most dearly. Value is defined as the regard that something is held to deserve, the importance, worth, or usefulness of something, and also a person's principles or standards of behavior, one's judgment of what is important in life. The etymology of the concept arises from Latin valere, be strong, be worth, and from Proto-Indo-European val, to be strong, then carried forth from the old French feminine past participle of valor to Middle English. Inherently in the word itself is the sense of something beneficial relating to inner strength. What I cherish becomes the north star of my being, doing, and having. As I say in letters to a young man in search of himself, quote, cultivate robust values, rafts of absolutism on mutable seas, carrying open, empty baskets filled with your own potentiality. The sense of being imprisoned by your own doubts, heavy illusions, and self-told lies will dissipate when you find the sky beneath the earth. Savor the moments of luminous flow, end quote. Values represent my own center of gravity that consistently anchors me to my greatest self, the big self. The big self notion apparently entered the Buddhist lexicon through the Mahayana tradition after the 2nd century AD, its defining text located in the Nirvana Sutra. The Buddha self identifies with the whole of existence. When our small ego or conventional self is stripped away, what we're left with is not nothingness. We just removed our separation from everything. Not an easy state to maintain, but most of us have at least briefly tasted that sensation of the Zen hot dog vendor, make me one with everything. Our ordinary ego mind is not something to be spurned. We can appreciate the awe, beauty, and complexity of the illusory world, a different sort of ABCs to learn, and we just don't want to get stuck in it as the only reality. Ken Wilbert terms it big mind, a fundamental transpersonal self not dependent on objects, defined as not only the material world, but also thoughts and feelings. This I amness represents an ongoing, unchanging, ever-present, radiant, open, empty state of awareness. Our ego mind, for sure useful to survive in the real world, also has the ability to create highly subjective maps to navigate it. The philosophical term qualia refers to the myriad subjective conscious experiences we all have. Bodily pain, the colors of a sunset, the taste of a ripe fruit. We live on the same planet as everyone else, but we actually think, feel, and sensate in different ones. The natural tendency is to then begin to focus upon and attend to those facts which reinforce our existing model of reality, our easy go-to perceptions of what is. The psychologist Daniel Kahneman, known for his work on judgments and decision-making, puts it this way, quote, 
The confidence people have in their beliefs is not a measure of the quality of evidence, but of the coherence of the story that the mind has managed to construct, end quote. Included in that mix are the values we live by, not just the music or foods we might prefer. Eleanor Roosevelt states this insight on conformity, quote, when you adopt the standards and values of someone else, you surrender your own integrity and become, to the extent of your surrender, less of a human being, end quote. And Kierkegaard reminds us, quote, truth always rests with the minority, because the minority is generally formed by those who really have an opinion, while the strength of a majority is illusory, formed by the gangs who have no opinion, close quote. Gadzooks, where does that leave me in resisting the mindless majority? I am, after all, a product of my familial and cultural conditioning. When I was actively parenting my daughters, I came across a book entitled Teaching Your Children Values. The basic and simple idea, which I thought was quite insightful, was to focus on a particular value once a week, put it on the fridge, talk about it during mealtime sharing, look for real-life examples of its embodied action in the world around us. It was a wonderful wake-up call into awareness about what I was really trying to transmit to them about being in the world. I also remember a favorite children's book of theirs, Miss Rumphius, the story of a young woman whose mission in life was to travel to faraway places, live by the sea, and somehow make the world more beautiful. A magical read that still holds much wisdom after 35 years. As I reflect on my own life, I can quite easily visualize my personal golden triangle of essential values. To keep growing and evolving and maintain my physical container in the best possible shape along that journey. Creativity. To consistently explore the edge of my own incompetence and find ways to express and manifest curiosity and imagination. Third, being kind and compassionate and translating that into some engagement through service. Somehow, some way, make the world a better place. Light up my little corner of the world. I wonder what your essential three or four or five might look like. Have you walked your talk and gradually lived into your highest values? Are you content with the refined version of your small self that is still connected to the expansive I amness of your big self? Thanks again for listening. And remember, friends and family can easily sign up at myheartsongs.org.